welcome to Seeing It This Way, uh, a podcast about emo and people that um, cry about it. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> and this is the coronavirus edition. Oh, God. I know. <laughs> I feel like this is going to be like a like a like a memory, you know, like a recording where it's going to be like buried in the like coronavirus files. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm interested <laughs> to see what people do during this time. The first thing I thought of, because initially, I'm, I'm, you know, you're Jamie, I'm Tim. We're, yes. we're the two people Hello. who do this podcast. And yes. uh, originally you were thinking about coming to Boston and I, I saw that. So I hit you up saying we should record an episode at the radio station I volunteer at. But then everything closed and everything was terrible and you decided to stay home, which was a smart thing to do. Um, my first thought after that was we should at least do an episode you know, remotely. Yeah. So here we are. Yeah. Which was honestly a brilliant, a brilliant idea. And I've yes. been talking, I feel like I'm, I've been talking to a few friends. So hopefully this will be a very productive podcast week. Yeah, I think um, so. Yeah. Such a bummer though. I was really looking forward to being in Boston. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't, it was a decision, but I will say um, my friend had to call me and be like, no, really, you should not come. Right. And then I was like, okay, <laughs> and yeah. I canceled my flight. I think people are sort of realizing the severity and how it relates to their lives, like at different times. Like for me, that point was last night where uh, I was just starting to freak out a little bit. Like I really mm-hmm. need to be a responsible, like member of the human race and self-isolate <laughs> as much as possible. But like earlier this day, I didn't do that as well as I could have. And so what mm-hmm. have I done? And and I, I got to say, thinking very deeply about this album we're going to talk about <laughs> gave me a lot of comfort. <laughs> it like distracted me from from that sort of you know harmful mindset and just, you know, threw me into something that I care a lot about. And uh, the thing that I care a lot about in this case is the album Stay What You Are by Saves the Day. Woo! Tonight will be the night that we begin to ease the plugs out of the dam. And we will stand. Yeah, it's easy to spiral for me, like just scrolling through social media for hours and thinking about all of the failures of our government <laughs> right. and capitalism and stuff. Um, so yes, this is a welcome, welcome break from that. And I agree. This is, it's one of my favorite albums of all time. It's like very optimistic, mm-hmm. um, which for Saves a Day is a big deal. <laughs> because totally. really the first optimistic album of theirs, I would say. For sure. Um, so yeah, and we've, I've done Can't Slow Down. That was a previous episode, which was a very, much earlier uh, album. Mm-hmm. We have not yet done Through Being Cool, which is another classic. Right. Uh, and I will say, I think there's there's some kind of uh, fractions in the fandom between Through Being Cool and Stay What You Are in terms of what is the best album. Um, right. I'm kind of firmly in the Stay What You Are camp. I always have been. I just feel like very connected to this album. Like, I love Through Being Cool. Um, it's just different. It's just a different vibe. It's a different message, like yep. different feelings. Um, yeah, I don't know. And I think I heard some songs from Stay What You Are first. So mm-hmm. that's also probably why I feel very connected to it. Um, totally. I was listening to the album last night, obviously, preparing for this. And uh, I was struck by, you know, I was thinking about the earlier Saves of the Day stuff and how most of the songs are about, like, breakups and, you know, romantic relationships. At least that's how I've always perceived them. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
Say What You Are, there are some songs that are about that, but then there are a lot of other songs that are more, uh, you know, the singer Chris Conley is sort of like looking outward and, uh, you know, taking in the world and fi- trying to figure out his place in it a little bit more. And I didn't I didn't realize this until I was reading about the album last night, but apparently Saves the Day got into a, a pretty bad van accident in mm-hmm. the year 2000 when they were touring for Through Being Cool. Mm-hmm. And I was reading this interview that came out around that time. He describes, you know, the, the van accident and how he felt after. I wrote, I wrote the, uh, I wrote the quote down somewhere. I have, I have it open too. I had oh, like cool. Okay. He said he basically like, oh. says like, I when when the van accident happened, I felt like I died, but then I realized mm-hmm. I didn't die. <laughs> and I, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, it's just like, oh, now I'm gonna have more fun, and I'm gonna like build songs in a world, and like make this a different kind of like a different album, like a more confident album. Yeah, a more confident album. Um, he, he said that the experience of like feeling dead, but then realizing he wasn't dead, made, the whole incident made his brain take off and he decided he would write songs that weren't just about the, he calls like his old songs drivel, essentially the lyrics <laughs> <laughs> he refers to like, you know, cause, wow. and, and you can kind of tell like th- there's also lots of imagery in this album about floating, um, whether mm-hmm. it's him, his state or like other people that he's singing about are like floating in the sky. And I feel like that's a very like near death experience kind of thing to say. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. A lot of themes on this around yeah that and just um, like society and kind of how people like, w- like live in society and how we'd sort of like, yeah, live mm-hmm. our lives. Um, yeah, I was gonna say this quote, I think. Um, well, actually, we'll get into this more because when we talk about cars and calories, but yeah. um, I feel like there's there's this, <laughs> this is a very cr- hashtag coronavirus quote. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> where he basically this is the quote I was I really liked too. He said he felt kind of alienated at different points in his life, looking at like culture and especially this quote unquote hectic modern culture, mm-hmm. and that feels very relevant currently. Yeah, just when you realize how harder just to isolate and like what that means to isolate you know in this, sure. in our culture like what that yeah what that yeah. actually means Yeah, I don't even know if Chris Conley could have imagined what in you know in two thousand one what twenty twenty would be like in that yeah, sense. Yeah, exactly. Like no one really knew. Yeah. yeah. Also, I was kind of I, I didn't realize how I guess you're talking about the earlier albums and how a lot of them are about like you know r- relationships and breakups and stuff. He was in his teens still when those albums came out. Chris Conley, who essentially yeah. is saves the day at this point, he's the only consistent member of the band throughout their yeah. history. He was eighteen when Cancel the Down came out. Nineteen when Through Being Cool came out, and then this album was recorded and released when he was twenty-one. So, even even with uh, you know the near-death experience inspiring his songwriting to be about more than just relationships, it's also um, Around the time, I feel like, where most people are starting to think about themselves a little bit outside of their small world and their relationships. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that tracks as well. Totally. It's like that, tra- almost like transition, like high school to college or something, you know, like that idea yeah. of like, 
oh, there's like a world outside of my own school, my own thing, my own little kind of thing. Yeah. For me um, personally, that was like yeah. college to post-college where like mm-hmm. I, I kind of careened into the real world and was like, oh no. <laughs> yep. You're like, am I an adult? I don't yeah. think so, but <laughs> some people think I am. Maybe. Someone right. told me. That's a thing. Yeah. Um, also, fun fact, I just love bringing this up because Saves the Day um, is, this is like getting to like the New Jersey-Long Island divide, but Saves the Day is bre- breaking down that binary because they had members from Long Island and New Jersey in that band. So I will say the Long Island member of this band was the brother of someone from my school. Oh, really? So, yeah, fun fact. Who, who Evan D'Amico. Um, oh, Evan D'Amico. Okay. Nice. Yeah, it was this kid, this person, Gabe, who was in uh, Mr. Twin Sister. Um, he went to my school. He was a year older than me. We were, like, acquaintances. Nice. Um, and he was in a band that I was obsessed with in high school, LOL. So, um, yeah, so That's we're cool. not going to talk about the New Jersey-Long Island divide anymore, but I am going to just say... This combines both, and I feel very proud. Yeah, proud of you know, that. I was I was thinking about the New Jersey Long Island stuff when I was listening to this because you know they're a New Jersey band, but, but. That, that's a good that's a good point. It's like this maybe this album's so good. At least I think it's so good because we fuse <laughs> both both scenes into a thing. That's great. The the petty divisions. Yeah. Fall away. We've resolved our differences, and we've made <laughs> stay what you are wonderful. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, what I also love, I just think I'm like, one of my favorite things about emo albums generally is that, and especially this, this wave is that they're really short. They're like very perfectly short. Yeah. Um, like I think all saves the day is I think really good at this. They don't have a lot of filler songs. It's just like a tight 11 song. Like, you know what I mean? Like a 33 minute, very tight, like perfect front of, you know, like, so, which I really appreciate. I think it's like a nice, like I don't skip any songs on this. Mm-hmm. It's just solid front to back. Like, Yeah, yeah, it kind of flies by. I was actually surprised that it wasn't shorter. <laughs> um, <laughs> I felt, felt like it was like 25 minutes. And I was like, no, it's 33, you know, 11 songs, yeah. you know, three minutes each. It's a, it's a perfect length, I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it's really, it's nice. You can listen to it and then it's like, do other things. <laughs> do mm-hmm. other things. It doesn't take up a lot of your time. Yeah, um, that's true. Yeah, and... Yeah, so let's talk. So 2001. Tim, what grade were you in in 2001? I, I, so I heard this album for the first time in like, it came out 2001, like summer of 2001, which is right before I started my freshman year of high school. And I didn't know about it. In 2001, I was still listening to a lot of like new metal. <laughs> I was listening to a lot of, uh, a lot of like Limp Biscuit and P.O.D. and Puddle of Mud and Lincoln Park and all that good stuff and like stained things like that, um, you know, very I angsty. Mean, yeah, Lincoln Park. Mm-hmm. It's great. So I was listening to that music throughout like the first year of my high school experience for the most part. But by the end of my freshman year, so spring two thousand two, some of my some of my good friends started listening to to like emo music, I guess, and they would they would tell me about these bands that they really liked, but like they're being a little withholding. It wouldn't show me the bands. <laughs> I'd heard one of them talking about Saves the Day. So, like, I went to, a, like, a, I don't know, Newberry Comics or whatever, and I bought Stay What You Are. Um, and I listened to it, and my first thought was, this is really, like, quiet, kind of boring. It's not as, like, loud as intense as any of the music I'm listening to. I'm not sure if I'm into this. Uh, I kind of shelved it for a while. A few months later, I listened to it again because I still had it in, like, my CD booklet that I would bring to school. So I could like choose CDs to listen to on the bus with my Discman. Yep. yep. And um, 
I think like I was in a class and this other kid in my class was looking through my CDs and he was like, oh, I like that. I like that Saves the Day album a lot. And I was like, oh, oh, OK. I don't I don't, I don't know really know how I feel about it. So I listened to it again after that. And I found myself liking it a lot more. That was, that was, you know, fall 2002. And then I went to see them a couple months after that at the Worcester Palladium in November. And it was a really <laughs> so wonderful show. Just was that was it just them? It was them, and it was the band Ash. I don't know if you remember the band Ash at all. They did a song called Burn, Baby, Burn, another song called Girl on Mars. Um, They're like an Irish band. Some people remember Ash. I think they're still an ongoing concern. They're good. They're not not really emo at all, I would say. So Hmm. at at that point, Saves the Day was big enough that, like, you know, Freakish was on MTV fairly regularly, and so they were on the radio, and Ash was also a band getting lots of radio play at the time, so it made sense for them to tour together. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Um, Yeah, well, that's funny. It was a very, that's very, like, I feel like you always have a lot of like physical album experiences, like the- <laughs> especially during that time. <laughs> yeah, like buying. Yeah, like yeah. I, I think I, he- yeah, I heard this. It was I was in eighth grade, of course, because of my boyfriend that I talk about a lot. Because whatever, he's the gateway, mm-hmm. and I definitely, actually, yeah, I think I had heard. I'm trying to think of like the order of this, but I had seen Blink-182 and Green Day in concert, the Pop Disaster Tour, and that was right. in 2002. That was 2002, yeah. They were yeah. on that tour, right? Yep. Yes, I was on the tour, and that was, um, right, so that was, I was in uh, maybe it's late 7th or early 8th grade, or maybe some, maybe the summer in between. So, and Saves the Day was the open, open air for that, right? So I, I remember a little bit, it was at Jones Beach, which is mm-hmm. like an interesting venue for not for like smaller bands like it wasn't it's very you know it's like out it's like an outdoor venue it's like an amphitheater um so i remember we didn't like i didn't really know a lot about saves the day when i went to that show so i kind of just i think we showed up maybe halfway through or something but i do remember the only like song i really remember hearing was at your funeral like Mm. i remember that and i was like kind of i think i had known i was like oh yeah yeah like i've heard that song before um but i didn't really i didn't really care that much until um I, and this is, I think I downloaded it on the internet. I didn't have this full album until maybe like high school. Okay. But when I was in eighth grade, my, the, the boyfriend I had at the time put, also put Freakish on a mix CD for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, and I like loved it. I loved it. So then I just like downloaded whatever Saves the Day songs I could find, which was a cool. mix of through being cool songs and, you know, a few right. other ones, whatever, um, across the board. So I think that was so like I sort of I had heard like I'd seen them in concert technically, but like didn't really care that much. I saw them later on um, a few times, but mm. yeah. And then so Freakish and At Your Funeral were the first two kind of and that makes sense because those were the two kind of like hits, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. But those are my first experiences. But every I like immediately like Saves the Day when I heard them. Just I every song That's I cool. heard, I really liked. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely took a little bit of readjusting on my end. I don't, I don't really know what happened to well, make me Well, going from Linkin Park to it. Saves the Day is... <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm glad it happened. But it was, yeah, I don't know. Just I mellowed out a little bit in the intervening months. I'm not really sure exactly why. But uh, <laughs> yeah. it might have been because I wanted to be cool like my friends. But and, um, yeah, yeah. And you weren't listening to Through Being Cool because you were trying to stay being cool. <laughs> exactly. Not yet. Be... <laughs> well, and I think, and like... I think it's interesting too when people like depending on when people sort of get into saves the day because I think like um, like can't slow down is to me it's like melodic hardcore it's not exactly. even you know like it's very 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 fast paced and, and through being cool I think was a lot more poppy and like mm-hmm. the br- definitely was a bridge between that and stay what you are um, right. but it is interesting because I think it is like I mean saves the day has changed their sound many times um, mm-hmm. 
throughout the years. Uh, and, and I think it still has the kind of, the, like there is kind of this quality that I think stays the same throughout. Like I think Chris Conley, I mean, he's like the heart of the band and I think his voice is very specific. I love his voice. And I think that's always like the defining feature. Um, right. And that, yeah. Cause I feel like he, I feel like people have kind of gone through various, like I think hardcore saves the day fans have, have gone through various kind of stages of like, Oh, do I like this new sound? I don't know. Like, especially, um, in reverie in reverie right that was that was the one where it's like holy shit this is really different like how do i feel about this i like in reverie i think it's good i think Um, it's great i like in reverie a lot but i i I don't know if it's my favorite but i i like it a lot for sure yeah but i feel like i know like it's like if you got into saves the day when you know what i mean if you're like hardcore like can't slow down Mm -hmm. and i'm I'm sure it was kind of like jarring to be like oh this band is really shifting its sound a lot um but i I mean as i like pop music i like you know like i like all of it so i think it's good (laughs) yeah um and i think chris conley's voice is like honestly really wonderful and i think that music like showcases his voice um yeah this album especially i feel like his voice sounds great yeah it does it sounds so good this song will become the anthem of your underground you're too Yeah. So, do you want to talk? Yeah. Do you want to talk more about at your funeral? Yeah, we should. I, 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 you know, it's it's the song that probably most people associate with this band, and I always think it's funny how he kind of like calls his own shot at the beginning when he says the song. <laughs> the will, song. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it will become the anthem of your underground. Right. It's crazy. <laughs> it's so good. I like. <laughs> I think it's he's like twenty one, and he's it's like so funny. He's just like, yeah. yep, this is the song, <laughs> and it's like you're not wrong. Like it's true. He's so confident. Very confident. Love it. Yeah, it's really I think it's what I love about what I love about this. I think it's a great album opener. Um mm. I think it is one of the most popular Saves the Day songs um for you know for various reasons, but I just I love that it starts really really um sparse, right? It's just that yeah. little like boo, you know, and then it's and then it just like and you're like what's this going to be? Like what you know, it's like a song about a funeral, like is this going to be like a downer? And then when like the all the like instruments come in, it's like, "Oh, this is like this is like a bop." Like yeah, I just I just it makes me like I think, again, what emo does so well and I think what this album does so well, even when it's kind of like this song, I think, is mixed feelings, right? It's kind of bittersweet where it's like kind of fun and also a little kind of sad, right? Because it's about someone dying. But also it's like we're still going to like have a good time and like whatever. Um, right. You know, or yeah. So I think it's like mixed feelings about it but i think like the song itself like the the music is so it's so upbeat it's so catchy it's so like joy like joyful mm-hmm. um yeah, yeah i don't know i just i think it's a great opener i just really like it the the uh you know the joyfulness with the lyrics about a funeral makes me think of two <laughs> things it makes me think of class the classic emo trope of like happy sounding music and sad lyrics yep, like yeah, the, yeah. like the death cab thing yeah but also like 
I've always liked the idea of a funeral being like a celebration of life, like a New Orleans yeah. funeral sort of thing. So maybe it's kind of like that. Um, it's not totally clear who the object of the song is. Um, mm-hmm. I was I was reading. We'll talk about another song later. Obviously, as your ghost takes flight, which is apparently about a friend of his who had a heroin addiction. And right, I wonder I if not... this song is about that person. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, I yeah. just read that too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and and I also what I what I also like about and I think this is true of through being cool. Like I feel like Chris's lyrics are kind of like. I don't know if the word is visceral or like there's a lot of bo- like talk about like with bodies For and sure. body parts, um, mm-hmm. like filling your lungs, like water filling your lungs. One of my fa- my favorite line of the whole album, which we'll get into is and this is not an exit, I think also has like the similar imagery of like kind of gross body stuff um, mm-hmm. or like I'll be the pig with the apple yeah. in my mouth, like lots of and I yeah, just lots of interesting kind of, yeah, like almost body horror like mm-hmm. type stuff. Um, very, very morbid. (laughs) Yeah, like very morbid. Um, which isn't like, you know, that's a very whatever, like lots of emo bands do that. But I think I think Chris Conley does does it in a very kind of specific way. Like, I think I think what I like about it is it never it never feels corny. Mm-hmm. To me, like it never feels kind of like, oh, of course, they're talking about like they're about, you know, like a heart yeah. or a lung. Like it feels right. I don't know. Like I appreciate it. It never feels annoying <laughs> to me when he does it. It never feels corny. It never feels threatening either. Like yeah. it never feels yeah. like it's pointed no. at somebody specifically. And like Thankfully. he's like living out a fantasy through the song. You know, it feels very like matter of fact. He's just like thinking of the best way he wants to describe it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's not like. I want you to die, like blah 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 blah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, which I appreciate. It's not. It's <laughs> in the in the third wave emo esque kind of in the you know early two thousands. All the albums that came out. This one I think was blessedly not super misogynistic. Thankfully, yep. like I don't feel icky listening right. to it now. On a scale of not misogynistic <laughs> to um, to tell all your friends, this is more <laughs> not misogynistic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's on the lower the lower end of the scale yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. I I agree. I was thinking that too when I was listening to it. Yeah, like it's um, nice. It's not. Yeah, it's not like a guilty <laughs> a guilty what do you, pleasure. What do you think about? Uh, I think the last verse where he's singing about it's like they'll lay me on the dinner table. I'll be oh. the pig with the apple in my mouth. Is that just like he's saying like they're gonna play this song at your funeral? Like I'm I'm the entertainment. I'm offering myself up. I'm offering this song up for you. younger and listened to it it sounded like i interpreted that as he didn't really like the person that died because it's like we're celebrating your end but then also Mm. now i'm like no i don't know i think he's just like yeah he's like no like we're celebrating we're celebrating your life and like you're you know at your funeral and i'm like a sacrificial pig yeah (laughs) yeah no i think i think you're right that's another thing that comes up in uh, another song jukebox breakdown where it's like you know I will offer myself up to you. I'll sing the song to please you, you know. Um, so I feel like that must be what it is. That's sort of a commentary that, like, you know, a lot of bands at that time did where they're like, all I am is just a conduit for these emotions. And <laughs> Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I will say, I will continue. I don't know. Um, I don't know if anyone remembers if you've listened to the Can't Slow Down podcast, but my friend Emily and I both came to the conclusion that Chris Conley was bisexual, which I think uh, is still true. So I'm also mm-hmm. going to try to take the lens of of kind of like bisexual Chris Conley in this. Um, sure. And it sounds a little bit in this song that he's kind of being like like a servant, <laughs> like a service top. Like oh. I'll do... <laughs> Like I'll do it's a little bit like like whatever some like queer bullshit, um like it's like maybe this whole album right it's like I'm gonna give you my body I'm gonna give you all that I, you know all that I can give you, um interesting which is, I don't know I'm just gonna try to do it from that angle we'll see how it goes we'll see how it's it goes. a theory um, yeah, yeah it's a theory it's a theory <laughs> he seems very like he seems I don't know he seems like a good person to date like he seems like he would do a lot for you. <laughs> my God. Next up on the album, we have the song See You, mm. which I love a lot. Yes, me too. <laughs> it just, just goes. Um, I, I, the, the whole first verse is just like painting a scene. <laughs> yeah. It's very, that, this, I think this, um, this verse really reminds me of actually through being cool. Mm. Um, like with Rock's Tonic Juice Magic. I don't know. It just feels very... There's something about it that reminds me of they're being cool. Um, yeah. Uh, again, like I feel like this is more directed at himself rather yes, than like yeah, at yeah. another person, which makes it feel better. It's it's self deprecating yes. for yes. sure, but it's, it's also not, like it's he not says outward. It. It's it's inward. It's yeah, an yeah, yeah, inward. Yeah. Like I hate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I hate myself. I actually love. I think I love the song so much because it's this very relatable feeling of just like. I can't stomach calling you today. Like, I think that's, Mm. it's like, that's such a tiny thing where it's like this, like anxiety about calling someone, you know, that you like, you like want to talk to, but also don't want to talk to because you are afraid of what they're going to say. Right. I think that's like a very, very, very just like base level, like super relatable feeling. And I love that this whole song is just about kind of like that, (laughs) just Mm -hmm. like this anxiety. Yeah. Um, Yeah. yeah, Afraid afraid of what they're going to say or afraid of what you're going to say. Maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's just this very like it's like that. Yeah, just like those those kind of really negative feelings about yourself, where you're like, I fucking suck. I just like I can't deal with calling this person today, but I'm and mm-hmm. I'm like the worst because like what the fuck? I'm like a baby, um, yeah. and I just love that. I really appreciate it. And it's really quick and really poppy and really like per- kind of a perfect like earworm. Yeah, um, with so the good. chorus. Yeah, my uh, my favorite part, and this is something that they do in a couple of other songs. They they sort of like expand the second verse a little bit. They add a little bit of extra flavor at the end before yeah. going back into the chorus. And yes. one of my favorite lines is, "You want to know who I really am? Well, yeah. so do I." Yeah, which I feel like tr- it's it's a it's a good it's a good line. It also like tracks with like trying to look like you know at the world a little more and find your place in it, which is how he was feeling at the time. It seems like.
again, I love when I love when when they do that when they kind of do these sort of extra kind of flourish on a verse. I think it's it's great or like more like of a breakdown, which I really like. Um, and I totally agree. I think that whole I think that whole verse, right? Like my head is swirling. Um, yeah. And then again, I'll wear glass shoes and plastic wrap. No, I'll just wear my insides, mm-hmm. a little kind of body horror in there. Um, he says he'll be carried off to the sky. <laughs> yeah, 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 right, right. Just like lifting off. Like, yeah. can't deal with this on earth right now. Gotta like mm-hmm. go. Um, but yeah, I used to quote that that part a lot too, that you want to know who I really am. So do I, so do I. I think yep. that's so perfectly. It's just like, again, mm-hmm. perfect kind of adolescent, post-adolescent. Just like yep. that, yeah. State just really distilled. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And still, sometimes I'm 30 and mm-hmm. I'm 31, God. And I'm like, who am I? You know, like, yep. never goes away, really. It does not go away. <laughs> but I think with time, hopefully you find a little more like comfort in it, or at least you like don't let it stress you out as much. Right. I would not write a song about it. Maybe not anymore. No. But I think, I think, yeah. I think one reason why, I mean, obviously, like, all this kind of music resonates a lot with people who are like teenagers, like when it was coming out at the time, especially, but, um, you know, I feel like it must've been cool for people our age to hear this music and to sort of feel like the people who are writing the songs and singing the songs aren't just singing about relationships, but also singing about like their place in the world. Cause like Mm -hmm. that's stuff that we're thinking about too, you know? Yeah. No, it's in between high in in between going to high school and (laughs) doing homework or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. Like, I think it's it's really smart, I think, that this album, again, and I think maybe that was why I also gravitated towards it so much in high school, was just, like, just throughout high school, even from freshman year through senior in college, because, again, I don't, I think it's a very kind of mature album where mm. it does connect relationships with something else, with a higher level something. And I think that's, like, the thing. I think that's, yep. like, the difference, right? Like, whereas why maybe tell all your friends... I, I still like it. I think it's a great album. Does not hold up, and you know what I mean, in the same way in terms of like lyrically, where it's like it's just different, right? It's just a different, yeah, for yeah. sure, about different stuff. It doesn't yeah. make you feel really as great about listening to it now as this album does. I would say, yeah, thinking yeah. about your past self and your present self. Yes, and and generally too, I think. I I think save, like saves the day albums are really also like I did this a lot. This is a very hash like suburban thing where it's mm-hmm. like really fun to listen to in your car, like to blast in your car. Oh sure, yeah. Like, yeah. This is a definitely a, a, a prime album to do that. Like it, mm-hmm. it's very like musically, it's just like it's really fun. It's fun throughout. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, great song and. You know, I love this first, the first, especially like the first half of this album, I think is so good. And Cars and Calories, which you're already talking Mm -hmm. about, is up next. Yeah. That song's amazing. It's so good. Yeah, and I will say actually too, um, just to bring this back to my current life, um, I <clears throat> was recently at an LGBTQ youth conference, and I did this whole presentation on fat phobia, um, which was really wonderful and really like, because it was all these youth who were like had never heard a lot of the things I was saying, you know, about you know all these things are bullshit. This is bullshit. That's bullshit. Whatever, whatever. Um, and it just, and then I hear the song, and I'm like, yeah, we were talking about this, like mm-hmm. how how much things can affect your life like systems and industries and especially and i think too what i love 
about this song, aside from the fact that it's a little bit, I don't want to say political, because it's not like political, but just in the sense that it's like, oh, you're like kind of calling out, you're calling out some of the things in play that make people feel like shit. Calling out um, media, calling out culture, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously, my favorite part about this is that it's about a girl, and mm. not about his relationship with a girl. It's not at all. It's literally just a song about the girl. Yeah, it's about her relationship with the world around her. Yes, so the subject is her. He is not Ooh. the subject of this, and I fucking appreciate that so much. Sure. Um, yeah, I think it's great. It's like he's not involved in it. It's just about her and her, yeah, her relationships. Um, That's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. So that I think was really powerful because I don't know if I don't think any other emo band at this time was had actually done that in a way where it's like there was no point of view of the singer in it. Yeah, you're Maybe. right. I can't think of very yeah. many. Maybe there is, but nothing's standing out to me at the time. So No, I'm sure there are some, but you're right. I mean, when you think about emo music around this time, you're not thinking about that. You're thinking about, like, my feelings, my emotions. Yep. You know, it's clear that he, he like, he empathizes with, uh, with yep. the subject of the song without him putting himself in it. Yep, which is um, very, um, oh, what a, what, a, what a nice, what a nice boy. I love what him. a nice boy. What a nice <laughs> song. I do like at the end, um, he switches up the the pronoun in the in the chorus from her yes. to your. Yes. You know, yeah. it, it, it it's at your own inside, yeah. so you are just it's 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 a it's a nice way a nice a nice a nice quick way to have you sort of think about how this sort of thing might affect you as well. Yes. I feel like yeah. I'm getting like verklempt. Um <laughs> This is so nice. It's so nice. And again, a little bit body horror every time, mm-hmm. right? Bites of your insides till you're a hollow shell. Again yep. with the sky imagery of drawing her gaze up towards the sky away from her own mind, which mm-hmm. is I guess the theme of right, like you can't deal with you can't deal with like life. <laughs> um yeah. and again, really specific around um and what I also love too is with the, with the part talking about her parents, with her mother crying, mm. "Daddy had something on the side." Yeah. Um, so connecting kind of patriarchy beyond just like you know like eating disorder kind of body image stuff, but also how it if like how men dehumanize women on the day to day. I just love everything about it. It's so great. It's a great song. I'm glad you <laughs> so agree. Good. It's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, there really, I'm like, there really isn't. I'm trying to think of if I will critique any song on here. I might. I might. <laughs> There's a couple that I'm not as into as these. These opening. Th- this opening sure. run is pretty great. It's great. And now I finally see that the further we go. Certain tragedy kind of makes me think of CU a little bit in terms of like thinking about adulthood a little bit. The the whole like we're only mm-hmm. treading ground that we already know sort of sort of feels like that, that's a very relatable sentiment still for me. Yes. Ugh. Sort of like doing the same things over and over again, even though I'm not really getting anywhere and I'm not always super happy about it. But like 
what else you know this is just like what i'm used to doing and it's it's tough it's tough to get out of that sometimes and so that resonated with me a lot upon re-listening yes absolutely i will say i'm just gonna do this is like the body horror part body horror part is when um feeling someone's hands around my neck choking the way the life that i had left um i yeah i think what i this song i think again um i think the chorus is perfect that when it gets into the, like so it's i just think that's so, like it's just a perfect little like pop nugget um yeah raising his voice there is good yes for sure. yeah. yeah um and i and i think this song specifically the i think i love the hook specifically when it's like the warmth of the summer when we were on our own yep this song i think is is really to me captures really perfectly the like leaving high school going to college that like you can't like you know things are about to change you don't know how what's going to happen um, and nothing will ever feel this way again. It's like this very specific, you know, like I miss the warmth of the summer, but now it's winter and my bones are cold. And it's this and it's this idea that it is like a certain tragedy, like life always changes and you're like moving through it in different situations and nothing, you can never like capture that exact point in time again. Yep. Um, which is for me, I, I move around a lot as an adult. And I think that is for me, like the sad part of my life, like the tragedy of moving away from friends or moving away from, from situations I found to be really comfortable or made me really happy. Um, and it is this kind of mature sort of like when you're an adult, that's what it is. Adulthood is like this, you know, it's a certain, it is a tra- like, it is going to happen. Like it is a tragedy and it's going to happen no matter what, that things mm-hmm. will always be like changing. Yeah, um, totally. That's, that's a, that, that's a really good read on it. It makes a lot of sense. And it's in this, in this at the same time, like it's delivered in, in the saves the day style, like very matter of factly. It's like, we <laughs> yeah. are acknowledging that it is sad, but it is also a part of life. And that's just how it is. And I'm sorry, but it's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry, friends. Coronavirus yeah. will be over at some point. But in the meantime, it's on into the lonely nights and all, and and all, all the rest. And all the jukebox breakdown yeah i used to like the song i don't i will say i don't i i've cooled on this song a little bit yeah. i like it mm-hmm. i don't think it's like the best one yeah i'm really glad you said that because i feel the exact same way um <laughs> i'm glad we're doing this podcast so we have very similar feelings but also like you're helping me see things in different ways but yeah for this song i basically feel like it's it's kind of a it's not trite, but it's kind of just like the, the melody's kind of whatever. It's not super yeah. exciting. Um, it's a very, again, like I think the song is probably about like how he feels as an entertainer. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, it, you know, we, we, we don't talk about brand new anymore, but it reminds me of like, okay, I, okay, I'll play my yep. game beneath the spin lights, that sort of thing where yep. it's like I'm touring and this is my job and being yep. self-deprecating about what that means for him and how he's viewed by his fans. Yep. For sure, for sure. And again, this is very kind of like I'll 
I'll like do whatever I want for you. I'm like the sacrificial lamb mm-hmm. in this situation. Um, again, quarter stick it in my neck. I think that's a gross image. And then mm-hmm. um, mouthful of blood. Yeah, classic. A lot of body um, horror again. Yeah. Um, and then I will say, I think this this also reminds me a little bit of through being cool. Um, maybe Hollyhocks forget me nots. I'm trying to remember. Sure. But the the third verse was like, I'll run down to the river, get water, I'll serve you at your table. Mm-hmm. Hope you like my restaurant and the lighting is right. Exactly. It's, it's <laughs> such, such such a tortured <laughs> metaphor. It keeps like, going. <laughs> chill out, chill out, Chris. Um Yeah, it reminds me of like the the line about like I'd buy you lemonade right now if you were here yes. from Hollyhocks Forget Me Nots. Yeah. That's okay, it is that song. Or, yeah, yeah, no, it's yeah, from yeah. And a, I throw it in your face. It's not from that, it's from a different song, but I I know I know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you know what I'm talking yeah, about. I do know what you're talking about from through being what cool. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Um, it's very yeah, it feels very like, oh, I'm doing everything for you. Mm. Like, and all I'm getting out of this is a broken heart. Mm. Like very like kind of classic emo and kind of a little bit of an annoying way. Right. Um it kind of like it fits okay on the album in the slot, and like certain tragedy goes right into the song, like there's not like a gap between yep. the two songs. But um yep. you know, when I saw Saves the Day, um and the fall of 2002, the Whisper Palladium. They played every <laughs> song from this album except for this song. So I kind of get oh. the impression that even the band is kind of like, you know, we had to put another song on the album. It's kind of filler. <laughs> it's a fine song. It's it feels oh. it feels like the less the least complicated song on the album, or like the the least interesting one to talk about. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's funny. I'm trying to remember because I saw them. On Long Island at a venue called the Downtown, mm. and I saw them for the In Reverie tour. So it was maybe two thousand three. Yeah. Um, and I think I think it was interesting because people were kind of like, we're like you know listening to the In Reverie stuff, but we're like obviously waiting for the Stay What You Are stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm trying to remember. I think they maybe played half of this album, but they cer- I think they certainly did not play this. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's, yeah, maybe it's just kind of like, yeah, we know. Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> we know interesting. The, the, the last thing I want to say about this song, I've always kind of laughed at the end of the bridge where he says, and you know where the coin slot is. Because first of all, he says at the beginning where it is, is in his neck. But if, <laughs> yeah. if that's not true, then like, I like imagining where the coin slot is. Like, <laughs> like in his yeah in his butt that's what i was that's what i always think it's like i know where it is it's in your butt you know it's not i mean he is still he's 21 so yeah lest we forget um yeah yeah for sure Mm -hmm. i'm over it let's 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 move on i'm over it let's talk about freakish Freakish to me, I was listening to it again, obviously, and I was like, I think Freakish might be kind of like a perfect pop song, <laughs> a perfect it's, like mid-tempo pop song. Yeah, it's good. I will say, I think I, it's the song I can't, it's hard for me to listen to anymore just because of like the, maybe the memories around it. I don't know. This was the song where it was very much like mm-hmm. the song that my shitty 
eighth grade boyfriend would always put on his away messages, the song he put on my mix CD, the song mm. that I put on my away messages. I feel like the on, um, only thing I know is yeah. Awkward Silence is a classic aim away yep. message. Yeah. It definitely, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, and again, the weird kind of body stuff with, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's very, the whole thing is very, um, definitely really sad. Like, I feel like when he talks about, like, um, make my way across the frozen sea beyond the blank horizon, mm-hmm. I feel like this whole song is, I'm imagining them just, like, in, like, a frozen tundra. Sure. <laughs> like, there's no, no, like, warmth or, like, communication mm-hmm. happening. as far away as possible through, yeah, through the tundra see. through the desert whatever until yeah. he forgets he forgets her i can forget you and me and get a decent night's sleep it could be like it could either be like he's crushing on somebody or it's just like a relationship is ending and he just like doesn't have anything else to say about it and he just like wants to get away from it and occupy himself any other way he can to sort of get over it. which is like a super healthy view of like how to deal with the breakup <laughs> it's just like true i'm going to occupy myself with other things and i'll be able to sleep well eventually and i won't be thinking about this all the time yeah yeah i'm not gonna like harass you about it exactly yeah 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 i think right it's kind of funny because this one normally when he's talking about people kind of escaping in this it's going out into the sky up whatever and this he's digging in tunnel digging a hole yeah (laughs) it's like the opposite way like let me dig further in um i kind of interpret it and i think i've interpreted it both ways just depending on where i was at where it's like for me i this feels to me more like a breakup Mm, um yeah but i think that's me like just based on when i listen to it and where how i'm feeling and what i'm like projecting onto it um but it does feel like it's like this breakup that he kind of doesn't want to happen but also knows it's like well it is like can't say anything else about it um yeah and then the like the ending little like don't shut me out i think is really like sad yeah yeah that Um, that ending is really good i really like so after after the bridge where he's talking about getting a decent night's sleep it goes back to the chorus again but the that 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 first instance of the chorus is very quiet but there was like a very tasty little yes. guitar part and a very tasty yes. little bass riff and it's like yes. such a nice way to sort of like it's like I'm waking up from all of that and I'm you know yes. yeah yes yeah again I love yeah I think saves the day I think when they do kind of different when they they put little different kind of musical touches in it whether it's kind of doing a really like dropping out all the instruments and just focusing on voice or like one instrument. I think it's always pretty successful. I think they do a really good job at that. Yeah. Um, and I agree. I think the song does a really good job at that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I will say, I love the, like the get a decent, decent night's sleep. Um, it, <laughs> this reminds, I don't ask me why this is what it reminds me of, but it reminds me of a starting line song. Um, Oh, what the one is it? It's about getting a good night's sleep. You can sleep in your own bed tonight. Yes! That song. Sleep I forget. I forget. What, I forget what that song is called, but I know oh, what you're what talking about. Yeah, I don't know, and I love that song. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, sleeping, getting sleep, important. Love it. Emo bands are really struggling with the sleep. <laughs> getting sleep. <laughs> I think it's called. It's something like good night, like good night something. Yes. A good night. I think it's a good night's sleep. I think that's what it's called. Perfect. Anyway. 
I like um, it. Yeah, starting yeah. Lance, and that's an album you should talk about on this podcast sometime. <laughs> yeah. Say it like you mean it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> anyway. So that that ends like like, that's a great first half of the record. Like, it's so good. Um, mm-hmm. The second mm-hmm. half, I don't love as much. Uh, you know, As Your Ghost Takes Flight. Well, I actually, I love, my favorite songs actually are all on this oh, okay. latter half. Oh, cool. okay, cool. <laughs> so okay, that's good to know. Now we different. Yeah, it's yeah. great. Do you like how your ghost takes flight? I love it. I have a lot. I loved this song. This was um, <laughs> okay. So in I think eighth or in maybe eighth or ninth grade, probably eighth grade. So I used to make a lot of CDs that I would listen to in the shower. I made like shower mixes. Mm. Um, so I would bring my boombox, drag it into the into the bathroom, plug it in, and I made a saves the day mix. And it was a variety of songs. Yeah. And this song opened my my saves the day mix. Got it. Um, and I just fucking loved it. I thought it was like a. It's a very powerful song. <laughs> um, it's kind of gross. It's really dark. It's very gross and very dark. So when I yeah. first heard the song, I was thinking about like. Um, you know, like the earlier stuff. And I was like, oh, is he talking about like tying up like a, an ex or something who he's mad at? But then reading about it more, realizing that it's about a friend of his who who is a heroin addict. A lot of the imagery kind of made sense a little more to me. Like there's a there's a line about like a few trusty spikes or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that made a lot of sense once I realized what the song was about or once I learned about that. That's true. No, I mean, that's. Yeah, that that makes way more sense. I mean, I obviously interpreted it as just like kind of a fucked up, like sort of like breakup song um, or just like someone that you really hated and kind of wanted to do sure. bad things to them. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I feel like I don't even know why I like the song so much. It's mm. like, like I recognize that it's probably not like definitely not the best song on this album by far. But there was something about it. I just I thought like the like what the like the like da 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 when it comes in. I was like, oh, shit. I was just like in it. I yeah. Was, like, I was caught in it. Um, yeah, it's definitely, definitely a rocker. Lots of, yeah. yeah, definitely lots of body horror. This mm. whole thing. whole thing is body horror. It's, like, really gross. Right. Um, drinking your blood, feel it dripping down my throat. Yeah. Which actually does kind of, again, with, um, when I get to this is not an exit, I think it's kind of like a parallel, but in the opposite sort of way. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, and then I and I love the third verse with, like, You've Become a Ghost. I yep. lo- that was, like, that verse was, like, yep, this is it. This was my song. You become... That is a good line. I did like I do like the bridge. And it also made me think again of like his experience like in the accident and like it's more imagery about mm-hmm. floating. Yes. Sort of like in, in some sort of like in between state. Yes. Um, yes. So I did yeah, like yeah, yeah. that. It, it, it made me feel a little maybe a little better about the song and maybe like I don't know, like maybe he's also kind of singing about himself a little bit or I don't know. 
Mm. Yeah, it's just it's very it's very visceral. Like got a grenade stuck in your teeth, you're pulling at the pin, mm. which is this very thing where it's like you are kind of gambling with your life, yeah. sort of like you're doing yeah. kind of like this is what you're doing. Yeah. Um, and it is it is a kind of a very angry song, right? He's obviously angry. He's probably mad. His friend died. Like so, it does. If I think it does come across, it's like a very emotional song. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think it definitely. I think it play now that I, it does play better, knowing that it's about his friend that died. For sure. For sure, it made me feel a lot better about the song and. <laughs> wanting to listen to it a little more to think about it um, yeah yeah like high, high school me was like yeah this is this this is my like yeah angry screw stuff, you, you know? like, screw yeah. you person that i hate a little bit because you did one thing that's not nice yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and it's, it's literally like crusoe talking about literally crucifying someone mm-hmm. which is like holy fuck and i will say super quickly because i think this is so like just strange so um, I feel like I talk about this a lot. Where like emo in my high school was kind of cool. It was like a thing that cool people listened to. Because like, you're in Long Island. Lis- Long Island. Everyone listened to it. And I remember the coolest kid in my grade, who one time invited me to a Get Up Kids concert. Ooh. Very cool. <laughs> he and now he like runs like a car deal. Like car. He's like a landlord or something. He's like such a piece of shit. But anyway, <laughs> but um, but in, at, in high school we were in gym class together, and I remember um, he walked in one time singing this song. Just like casually, just singing the song in walking into gym class, and I was like, and I was like, whoa, you like saves it? Like it was this fun, like oh shit, he like saves the day. Why that song? Why was he singing that song casually walking into gym class? Right. Was that a harbinger for him becoming a landlord? Who knows? Perhaps. Who knows? <laughs> like a bloodsucker. I don't know. <laughs> this is definitely the kind of song that like, <laughs> I, I had a lot of friends who did not listen to emo and I would like, I'm the kind of person who like gets songs stuck in their head and like sings out loud a lot, no matter where yeah. I am. Like if I'm, if I was in class or hanging out with friends, I would like sing out loud and people would be like, what are you singing? That sounds weird. It's like, no, it <laughs> saves the day, man. Come on. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, whatever, you're a weirdo. It's fine. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, I mean, this is definitely like one of the weirder songs on the album too. Yeah, definitely. And it's funny that's followed up by like basically just like a nice love song. Oh, Nightingale! Nightingale is my second favorite song I, on this album. I think for a long time I would have considered this my favorite song on the album. Definitely like when it came out. It's so. Oh, I love it. the The opening, actually, the opening to this song is my favorite is my favorite opening, Mm. I think, to any Saves the Day song. And I will flail Under these lights That seep down from the bitter sky tonight And I will kick And beat my wrist together Feel that ocean breathing waves Feel them licking at my face Ceilings don't exist And there are no floors beneath me If I were king of this night Would you become my queen? And I hope your majesty That you like your position there, He was, did some interview where he talked about like different effects that he used on guitar to make that sort of like intro noise that's kind of sounds like it's good i love that i love that i love well i love that and i love how like again i think chris conley's voice is his best asset so i think just like the like yeah that kind of intriguing noise and you're like what's going on and then just Mm -hmm. like the and i will flail i just like for something about it i'm like 
Yes, I just like love it. I think it's so, it's it's very like melodramatic, and I mm-hmm. fucking love it. It's it's just so good. It really starts off very strong. Yep. Um, the I whole agree. first verse I think is so great. Like, again, a little bit like of the kind of um, themes throughout the like talking about the sky and like beating my wrists together and like yep. feeling ocean looking at your face. Like just all this. It's a lot of, yeah. Like, yes. Those you, ceilings don't exist and there are no floors beneath me. Yeah. <laughs> Very specific. It's mm-hmm. like, you're like in the ether. You're kind of like, right. yeah. Um, it's just, it's, I don't know. I just loved it. I thought it was so good. And the chorus is so like, just very poppy, very straightforward. It's very um, nice. Yeah. And again, yeah. him being like a very, very, very serviceable partner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'll walk a thousand miles to find the ground deserving of your feet. That is right. like a super, well, I guess I could say too, maybe they're just like a super bottom, whatever. <laughs> but I'm just saying it comes across. It's coming across like clearly very overly accommodating right. to partners in a kind of melodramatic sure. way. Sure. The uh, um, that 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 line. It's hard for me to hear that line. I'd have to walk a thousand miles to find a ground deserving of your feet, and not think about the Proclaimers song about you know I yep. would walk five hundred miles, and I've walked five hundred miles more to be the man to walk the thousand miles. Like a thousand miles is the distance that's the that thing. I need to walk to prove my love. That's the thing, and yeah. also Vanessa Carlton. That's yeah, a thousand. It's always a thousand miles. Yeah, and I wonder has anyone. Yeah. Made like a mix of all those songs. Or a lot of thousand miles. Like... That's the next thing we'll do. We'll make that playlist. It'll be great. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah, the thousand miles playlist. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just it's super sweet. It's a really sweet song, and I just mm-hmm. I just I like that it's very like evocative of kind of it's I don't know it's very like imaginative, which I think is really sweet. It's not like a typical love song, like in the sense it's about like a kingdom and like mm-hmm. I don't know. I just I think it's really it's yeah I think it's it's sweet. I think it's maybe yeah. I, I I still like the song. I think there are other songs on the album that I like more now. Um, but I do still like the song. I like I like the uh, the beginning of the bridge where a lot of the music cuts out, except for I think the drums. And he, it sounds like he's like sing shouting from far away, like mm-hmm. the nightingale is yes. calling or whatever. Like yes, it's it's cool little like vocal effect that adds to the song. I think once all the other instruments come back in. I love that. I love that verse. That's that's great. Um, yeah. Wait. So what's what are your? Let's just quickly, quickly. What are your top two songs on this album right now? Probably Cars and Calories and Freakish. Okay. I would say my top three are Cars and Calories, Freakish, and Certain Tragedy. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Not my top three at all. <laughs> that's great. So I mean, I like I like the the last three songs on this album um, as well. Like the only song that I don't really enjoy listening to is. Even though it's catchy, is jukebox breakdown. Yeah. Um, but aside from that, like I think the whole album's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I actually, I was gonna say my yeah my my favorite my other two favorites are the last the last two. So yeah. Um, totally. But also all I'm but I will say all I'm losing is me, which I actually also was one of the first ones on my shower playlist. Felt very was one of the first songs I heard. Really felt connected to it. Like loved it. 
love the first line, you know, the moon hangs like a blade of the axe tonight is very, po- to, to me, very, like, poetic and, you know, but it also, is. Like, a, I mean, it's, again, it's doomy a doomy scenario. <laughs> yeah, it's very, it's really dark. I think, again, when I was listening to this in high, I was like, you know, it was a dark time, whatever. I was going through sure. some shit. Um, so I think I, I, I did kind of more emotionally connect to the darker songs on this, including this one. Yeah. Um, so I, this was one of the, I really, really held on to. Um, and mm-hmm. I will say, I listen, um, a really, really quick story about AP US history. Nice. Class. All good stories start with that. Indeed. So I was, oh no, I'm sorry. It was not AP US history. It was some like interdisciplinary class senior year about okay. like, it was called Renaissance, whatever, whatever. So we had to do, <laughs> we had to do a multimedia project around, um, like a book we talked about or something. So I wanted to do, or a movie we watched. So we watched Platoon. So I wanted to mm-hmm. do a multimedia project around the Vietnam War. So I made a mix of all the songs, like parts of all these songs I liked that I thought represented like how people felt like PTSD in the Vietnam War. Cause I was a really cool 18 year old. And no, but I see where you're going with yes. this. There are lots of lyrics in the song yeah. that I feel like could fit. And I included parts of this in it. I included some of All I'm Losing Is Me. Um, mm. And I also included part of a Glass Straw song, Radio Cambodia, and mm. a few other ones. And my teachers, who were all like 70, they were two white women in their 70s. And I was a really good student. I was like, really, they like, sure. and they were like, yeah, we didn't like that at all. We thought it was like not great. <laughs> Like, I had to play it for cl- I had like the lyrics printed out we had to, I had to play it for the whole class because it was like a class thing so anyway so another thought yeah. about the song they did not enjoy this song did not appreciate the hard work I had put in to connect no. this song to like trauma anyway yeah. I thought it was did, great did they give you like a B they were like you did a fine job but this music really wasn't for me I had a, her- <laughs> I had a terrible time grading this yeah no I think I think I didn't no I didn't do like badly but I didn't do as well as I like probably got like a B or something and I was like mm-hmm. why um, yeah. yeah, so 70-year-old women don't really love this song. So. Yeah, more more lyrics about body hoarder. They don't want yes. to think about yes, a whole... piece of glass ticking in your back or whatever. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I really think all I, I, think all I put in there was like the like the, the hook, the like all I'm losing is oh, me. <laughs> I didn't do the, the whole song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Got it. Or the like you can watch me disappear maybe. Mm. Um, totally. Yeah, but I do think, I mean, I was, like, really depressed in high school. I, yeah, I was, like, really depressed. I mean, whatever. A lot of people are depressed in high school. Um, I was well-adjusted and perfect. <laughs> and felt great all the time. So I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's true. I don't know what, even why you're doing this podcast. <laughs> um, but I do think it's, like, when I'm at, was when I was at a low point, it's, like, you know, like, the pressure's getting to me. Like, the waist in which I sit is lurking beside me. It's, like, really dark. Like, I'm trash. I'm in the trash, right? I'm mixed up with the morning's <laughs> trash. Yeah. Which is a very, like, relatable... I think even now, like, the young the young people, the, like, Zoomers, I, like... They're all, like, I'm trash, right? I'm trash, I'm trash, garbage, whatever, whatever. Um, a very long-lasting metaphor, I think. Um, right. For, like, young people. Like, you are trash, right? Um, yeah, exactly. But I think... But I love... What I love about this, I mean, again, the all I'm losing is me is like pretty, you know, the like the big blades falling, it's coming. Um, but the, it's okay because I'm still breathing and my hands are free of the heap. Mm-hmm. I love that part. I think it's so, it's like really nice. It's like I am in the trash, but I'm still breathing, you know, like I'm still here. I'm still like surviving. Yeah, totally. Like the first line, the first few lines, I think are real, like very poetic, truly. Like really, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I like him. I think he's a, yeah. I think he's like a really good writer. I think he's a good songwriter. He is a good writer. He's very good at his job. Um, <laughs> so 
So these last two songs, I'm interested to hear you talk My about. Favorites. Your favorites, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm kind of. I still. Okay, so again, I downloaded these randomly at first, so I didn't know the order for. Like, I didn't really care about the order. So I, when mm. I found out later that Firefly was the last song and not this song, I was like shocked because mm. this feels like an ending song. But despair can ravage you. talking about this is not an exit yeah <laughs> well yeah, 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 yeah. It's this like, feels like an exit yeah song. like it really feels like the last song like it's you know yeah, what yeah. i mean it's this kind of culmination this hopeful mm. sort of like future facing like we're gonna survive we're gonna like you know like we're gonna do it um so i was really 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 i'm still surprised that fireflies after this i'm like really yeah. You didn't end with this one. This is like the song. Um, but I love Firefly too. It's just interesting. It's just, yeah, I don't know. I thought that was an interesting choice. Yeah, This Is Not an Exit is a pretty good, a kind of like a lot of stuff that we talk about are is present on the album, including like the floating imagery yes. again. But uh, to me, to me, this song is about, at least the beginning of it to me is about like, um, you know, what is it? Tonight we begin to ease the plugs out of the dam. Yep. To me, it's like I am going to willingly give myself up to the emotion I feel for this person, and they are going to do the same thing for me. It's going to be really intense and really hard, but we're going to adapt to it. We're going to grow gills and swim under the water. And mm-hmm. yeah, I think this. Yeah, this song feels very. And again, this is probably why the reason I thought it'll be last. It feels very retros- retrospective. It's mm. like looking back and being like all of this hardship and all of this stuff. And now we're kind of going to, like, do it. We're going to, like, go with the flow. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, I just, first of all, I think this is my favorite song, 100%. I think it's, like, a perfect song. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I, just love it I, so I can understand why, and I think that a lot of people feel the same way. It's a, it's a beautiful song. Yeah, it's, it's very upbeat. Like, someone, one of my friends used part of the song, actually, a few people I know used part of the song as, like, their, like, high school yearbook quote. You know what oh, I mean? Sure. Which yeah. is sure. You know, you lived it well. Yep, yeah. yeah, like, so, yeah, like, the last, like, let us smile, blah, 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 the curtain falls. Um, yeah. I just, I think the chorus is so, I just love the chorus. I think the chorus is, like, really beautiful. Um, and I don't know, like, the wasted nights, empty moments in our lives are flushed away, as we say with the mm. rhythm of the waves. It's just really, I don't know, if, yeah, it feels very, again, like, transitional, like, maybe going to college or going somewhere or moving somewhere. Or you kind of look back and you're like, all this stuff that happened, all these things, mm. we're going to kind of sail. And even though rocks scraping our backs, we're still, like, breathing in the air. We're still looking at the clouds. Um and my favorite line, the whole album, like, my favorite line of the whole album, my favorite thing that I'm obsessed with, that it's disgusting, the body horror part, is if the hook sets in the bottom of our lungs, we'll rip it out and lick the blood off with our tongues. I, it's like... It's that is my line. I fucking love that line. I think it's so perfect. It's like gross. It's like very visceral. 
Yeah. Um, and I love it. I fucking love it. It's like, yeah, like this like thing is trying to fucking stop us and we're going to fucking rip it out and we're going to like, li- like, lick the blood, right? It's like, fuck you. Mm-hmm. Like, we're going to do it. Like, we're going to like, like deal with this and thrive and like move on. Yeah. yeah, no, you know, I hadn't really thought about it, but that is a great line as an illustration of like, you know, using this metaphor of like, you know, growing gills, swimming underwater mm-hmm. and then somebody's trying to fuck up your life by like telling you you need to do a certain thing. It's like sort of like, you know, getting caught up, caught up in the monotony of day-to-day life and sort of like mm-hmm. losing your self-expression, mm-hmm. um, losing your sense of self and, you know, in the world and remembering that you should not do that. You need to try really hard to not do that. And we're not going to let it happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's like someone's trying to catch you. <laughs> someone's trying to hook you. Yeah. And you're no, like... it's, it's a really, it's a really nice way to, to talk about that idea. Thank you. Yeah. And just, and again, like the despair can ravage you if you turn your head around and kind of overly focus on, you know, the past, but what can you Mm. change? Now you're just like, you're a vessel now. Don't bother with the things left in your wake. It's like really, it's like, I don't know. It's like a nice message. It's like, we're moving forward. It is a nice message. Definitely a nice message. And I didn't quite get that um, when I was listening to it the first time, but as you're saying it, it makes a lot of sense. Like to me, that's probably more what the song is about. Um, there's, I still have a tendency, even though I don't have it as much as an adult, but I have a tendency to think about any pop song as first and foremost being a love song, <laughs> not about like life or whatever, unless it's very obvious that that's not the case. I think this is a song that you could think about it as like a love song, but digging more deep into it, it's about, yeah, how to live a life well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I think it is a love song in the sense it's about loving like... Loving life. Loving life, loving your... A lot of lo- things to love yeah, in the world, like not loving, just another person romantically. Yeah, yeah, like loving yourself enough to, like, mm-hmm. move forward and, like, yeah, which, yeah, it's just really sweet. And then, like, your love will be warm nights with pockets of moonlight. I think that's super sweet. Um, yeah. I just, yeah, I think the song, it's just really great. It's, like, really beautiful. Um, it was an important song to me in high school. I felt very connected to it. Um, and still, I think it's, like, a really, it's, like, a very sweet song. Again, and I, I like... Like, I like that it's optimistic about life in general, because I don't think there are that many emo songs specifically that have that kind of message. Um, Mm -hmm. Very, very, like, kind of focused on, like, emotional maturity and, like, how you kind of deal with, like, the passage of time and how, when things happen, how to deal with them. Um, For sure. Yeah. I would say this album's one of the good ones in terms of, like... (laughs) Yeah. Becoming an emotionally healthy person. Yes, for <laughs> like sure. A, a teenager listening to this is probably going to be a, like, might have a higher likelihood of being okay, being okay in terms of like coping with things. Yeah, 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 for for sure. And I kind of wish, I feel sad because I think, I don't think Saves, like Saves the Day is not an emo band that I think current teenagers are really listening to. Um, probably not. If, if they're listening yeah. to them, it's because they might have like, younger parents who are like maybe showing them these older (laughs) records but they're not but they're not listening to uh they're not listening to like the newest saves a day albums no those aren't for new teen those aren't for like today's teenagers no they're for like people who were fans of saves a day back then and are just like checking in to see what's going on with them now yeah yeah yeah. like i think some bands who still make me like fallout boy my chem panic at the disco those are the bands that the youth i work with listen to still that's a good point yeah which is i mean which is cool and whatever i think my chem is great whatever but generally it's like oh i kind of wish that a bit i wish that this that this album were that youth today were listening to this album i think it's like Mm. really like a genuinely very like positive album and i think would be yeah I agree, but that, that's a really good point. Like you're right that those three bands specifically are like 
more popular amongst younger yeah. people, like teenagers. Easy. I think part of it is the way they were like they presented themselves and like packaged themselves yep. or were packaged as like they were kind of had their time. Especially like the the later Fall Out Boy stuff and the later My Chem stuff ahead of their time in terms of like how they dressed and like sort of I don't know mm-hmm. like uh, yeah. some of the songs you know uh, a little I I guess this might be, you would know better than I would but like a little gender bendy maybe yes, like yeah yeah, 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 yeah yeah very like queer because mm-hmm. it's a lot of like very very queer yeah especially sure. queer youth I think really gravitate towards those bands um which right. is which is cool but it's just interesting to see which bands because those bands again have all been around. Since this time, since 2001, 2002, 2003. Yep. Um, so it's just interesting to see how what bands have kind of faded away and what bands are, are have kind of stayed relevant and why that is. And I think it is that kind of queer sort of theatrical kind of part to it. I think that's exactly um, why. That yeah. that stuff was like, yeah, they were ahead of the game and uh, Saves the Day didn't really do that as time went on. Yeah. Um, I can't really speak that much about the later Saves the Day discography. I kind of checked out after Sound the Alarm mm-hmm. in 2006, but um, yes, agreed. I don't get the impression they did the same thing. No, I agree. Although I actually will say, and I actually did kind of, I did like Sound the Alarm. I didn't dislike it. I did. I liked it too. Yeah. Oh, it was fine. Um, <clears throat> yeah. And then, oh, and then I will say too, so I saw them, um, one of the best concert experiences of my life was seeing Saves the Day at Riot, Riot Fest uh, a few years ago. Oh, okay. Um, because, I again, it's like this very – it was like most people I think were probably around our age and were like fucking psyched to see Saves the Day. And it was like they played a lot of Say What You Are, a lot of Through mm. Being Cool, a lot of like a medley of stuff. Um, and it was like – and I think they probably played this song and I think I was like probably was crying about it. Um, <laughs> but it is really, really – it was really nice because, again, it's like the met, like the songs are like really po- generally positive and it was like really wonderful to see all these super fans like – all of us at the show together, like still freaking out over these songs. Um, I think in a different way than when I would see another emo band. Like I saw Taking Back Sunday recently, and I was kind of like, honestly, whatever. Like it wasn't mm. the same. Didn't feel yeah. the same. Also felt icky because it was tell all your friends, sure. you know. And it was kind of like, okay, these, you know, like meh. But then seeing Saves the Day, it's like, fuck yeah, I feel totally mm-hmm. wonderful about this. I have no, like you know, like no conflicting feelings about this. Right. People were so yeah. pumped, so psyched to see them. Like, it's always, yeah, it was like really great. I said, I'll walk you home after all the rounds. I'm pouring whiskey down the barrel of our guns. Clap hold of your hand. We're rolling, we're rolling. We're yelling through the streets. And I'm out of my fucking mind. And I know you're next to me. And, uh, I don't know if they played this last song at that show, but Firefly is definitely like a good rock. Oh, yeah, my other favorite song. Yeah, I think they did. Yeah. I think they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so good. Very, very good rocker. You know, listen, listening to the lyrics, especially the first half where he's, you know, like where he's drinking a lot and feeling shy, like walking somebody home, afraid to express yes. how he feels, whatever the case may be. Um, it made me think a lot about the Saves the Day song, Jesse and My Whetstone. Yeah. He's like, yeah. You know, it's the same same sort of imagery where you know he's like, you know, not sure what to say to somebody, so they sit around watching documentaries, and he leaves and he's walking and thinking about the night they had together. Yeah, I love yeah. that song. That song is so sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, 
Yeah, I, I know. I love all those like B-sides are so good. Um, right. Yeah, no, and I think this song, what I what I also like about it, I mean, it's just, I think, again, perfect song. It's just like a perfect little thing. It, it's an interesting song, it too, is, like from a, from a, you know, from a structural standpoint. It's like, doesn't really have a chorus. It's like, it's two different parts. It's like, it's the first part. The closest thing to chorus is like the I must confess what's in my headline. And then it cuts to like a very long outro that just kind of builds and builds. I, I had read I read in one of the they did they have like their at least used to have like ongoing Q and A on their website and somebody asked like what the easiest and hardest songs to like finish writing was and he said that the hardest one was probably this song it like took them a, took them a while to sort of like figure out how they wanted to put it together mm, yeah and you can tell yeah because it's interesting yeah it's not a traditional pop song it's very kind mm-hmm. of more like almost like hardcore and it actually does sound it like harkens back to their old sound like it's like to me this sounds the like the first part for yeah, sure like yeah it could have been on can't slow down it could have been on through mm. being cool um, yeah. Yeah, it's like a good kind of bridge. But yeah, I think I just it's it starts out really strong. It's very fast. It's very like again, this I think this song again, I listen to the song a lot. Again, away messages <laughs> probably yeah, like mix CDs like cuz it's really it's like really fun. It's really fast, but it's also really romantic and very sweet. And very, like, to me, very reminiscent of, like, exact experiences in high school when you're, like, walking around town and you're, like, maybe a little drunk for, like, one of, like, the first time, you know, and you're kind of, like, excited. Um, Like, that was certainly my experience. (laughs) Like, I was just, like, what we did when we were, like, younger and we were, like, out and about at night was just, like, walk around, you know? Because, like, what else are you doing? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, You're either walking around or driving around. Yeah, yeah. And this was a little bit – this was before I really drove, so it was just, like Mm – yeah, we would just like go to Seven Eleven or like go to whatever and just kind of like hang out. Um, so again, very specific kind of memories um, with that. But I think it's so it's so good. It's like so sweet. Um, yeah, very I like agree. yeah, very like moment in time of being like young and kind of mm-hmm. like fucking shit up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, and it's another thing where like you can think of the song, especially the outro, like "I'll burn for you tonight," and to me, you're a light from a light bulb breaks yeah. sometimes. You can think about is like you know you're taking solace in a loved one, or you can think about is like taking solace from life. You know, mm-hmm. you can think about it both ways. Yes, which is nice. yeah, for sure. Yeah, the like the when it starts to like the your to me you are the light. Like that mm-hmm. whole part, I just love that it's like shifts the song and it's just straight up like super romantic and really sweet and like tender warmth inside is released into my life. It's just so yeah. sweet. It's like it's like kind of like different than the first half, but also like fits really well still and is also like really great and yeah. like a yeah. Yeah, it's a cool song. I, I mean, I, I understand why these the last two songs are your favorite. <laughs> They're great songs. I think for me, the, the songs on the first half are a little they they do a little more for me. But you know, Fair. it's it's that's that's I think that's one of the reasons why this album was so popular is there's a lot of good songs and people like different ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it appeals to a lot of different people, a lot of different kind of like moods. Um, and there is a little bit of body horror because it smothers me in flames that like and scorch my face. <laughs> every song every I feel song. like every song that's great I'm glad you tracked that literally every song has a body horror it's good yeah it's just one of Chris's it's like his like it's one of his does. signatures yeah that's a theme that's great <laughs> yeah 
Um, yeah, I just think, yeah, the song is so, like, yeah, perfectly about a time in, mm-hmm. in like, a mostly I was, well, I think across, but for me, like, a very suburban teen kind of experience. Yeah. Um, when I, especially also when I was first really starting to go to more shows and you're meeting more people and you're kind of, like, having exciting, yeah, like, times. Yep. Um, yeah. So, yeah. But, I mean, no, I think this is this is a good ending, too. I think it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's still an interesting choice for ending, but, I mean, it's yeah, so good. Yeah, I, like I like it as an ending as sort of, like, a summary of things. Like, yeah, whatever you want to read into it. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, I thought it was going to end the album, and it's a great album. And I know, I know uh, we talk about, or you usually ask, like, would you, like, recommend this album to somebody now? Mm-hmm sort of thing and i i kind of feel like it's hard to say like i think it's a really good album and i think that like you know a lot of people listening to this probably already have listened to it back in the day and like it's definitely worth revisiting it made me feel like very happy and warm listening to it um in a way that's not always true with a lot of emo from this time period but it also feels very much like somebody in their late teens early 20s um figuring out life sort of like how, how to approach it and i'm not totally sure if people our age who haven't listened to saves a day are going to be as thrilled about it as you know we were when we first heard it you know half our lives ago essentially <laughs> yeah literally i was gonna say that i was yeah it was over half my life ago because i was probably 13 and i'm 31 now so yeah, yeah. like a really yeah 18 year oh my god I'm yeah, old. I know I was 15 and now I'm 32, Holy so it's also crap. more than half my life yeah. ago. Yeah. We're old. Okay. <laughs> we are old. That's horrible. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's fine to be old. It's no, I know. It's just weird. Whatever. It's just weird to see it out. <laughs> the time, like, just the fact that the person, if I had a, like, the, the baby of time between when I first heard it and now can vote. <laughs> So weird. that's a good way to put it. <laughs> the baby in time. <laughs> the time baby. Um, uh, I love a time baby. Look out for that time baby. Which I think time baby is also it's from get you. a thing from Gravity Falls. But anyway. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. But anyway, yeah. So I, I don't think, yeah, I, I think it would be hard to for me to con- really convince someone to listen to this album who isn't familiar with Saves the Day. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I don't think that would be like super yeah. useful. Yeah, again, I think it's interesting, like, this kind of music is so, it's so important to people at that specific age when they heard it, it's usually in high school, and so it's hard to tell somebody in 2020 who's our age, like, hey, this is a, you know, I don't know what I would recommend, I don't know, when I, like, when people ask me about music to listen to, I'm always, like, I'd rather assume that they want to hear something newer, so it's like, here's this new album by this band that I like a lot, Yeah, and, you know, this song is cool, talks about this. Um, I'm, so, I'm As time goes on, I'm listening to music that sort of, like, speaks to me more and, like, what I'm going through, and th- again, this this is a great album, but it feels more, like, relevant to somebody younger, um, grappling mm-hmm. with, with sort of, like, elementary things about life, but it's, it's, it's an, I, I, th- I think, like, it's not a bad idea for you to maybe play this for, for the students you work with who are mostly listening to, like, my chem, like, this could be another way for them to, to think about life in an interesting way. Yeah, I just, I don't know, it's interesting, because I feel like even here, like, there's a lot of local emo-esque bands, and I think it just is a different, it just feels like a different a different vibe, a different scene. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know where Saves the Day would fit into that. But no, I agree. I mean, if I could really somehow get them to, like, listen to it and like it. Yeah. Definitely would. I think so. <laughs> All right. Anything that you want to plug? <laughs> uh, anything. Anything in the world. I don't know if I want to plug anything. I usually, when I've been on before with you, I, like, mentioned that I do a radio show on 
the MIT college radio station. But as of now, it looks like that might also be shutting down because of coronavirus. So I have nothing to plug because it's not happening. <laughs> um, but when when that's back, Great. you can listen to WMBR, WMBR.org, or if you're in the Boston area, 88.1 FM. I'm on Monday mornings at 8 a.m. for two hours playing indie rock music. Yeah, listen. Um, I'm going to plug... Um, puzzles <laughs> just puzzles dude puzzles are great like get a fucking hard puzzle like a thousand pieces <laughs> yeah like uh. a like a quit like a like a low-key thousand piece puzzle oh man you have more patience you know? than i do i do not like stimulate your puzzles. mind no i know i try not thousand pieces i it's it drives me like yeah. bonkers so yeah <laughs> but that's my that's my recommendation. Get some reading done. You've been putting yeah, off. Yeah, get some Binge reading some done. Shows. I've been reading some good books recently. That's always fun. Don't be on the internet all the time. I'm, pl- I'm going to plug not being on the internet, even though you're at home, you know? Yes. Yes. Just a little like, bit. Try not to, yeah, try not to be constantly checking, yeah, checking yeah. the media. Well, there you go. All right. We're, we have <laughs> such great advice to give. Yeah, we're we're great. We're adults. We're, we can yeah, we're handling it. Um, yes, stay safe, everybody. Um, yeah, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Thanks, Tim. Yeah, as always for all of the sound. Yeah, hopefully get this up soon. But yeah, thanks for listening. Have a good day, whatever you're doing. Bye.